Hey, this is Ando from SenseiAndo.com. You're listening to the longest-running longest martial, martial arts, arts podcast, podcast in the world. Karate Cafe. Welcome to Karate Cafe, your source for martial arts conversations since 2005. Karate Cafe is sponsored by Piranha Gear. Visit PiranhaGear.com for all your martial arts equipment needs. And now, here's your hosts... Paul Wilson and Dan Williams. Hello again, everybody. Happy Halloween. Happy uh-huh. holidays. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Kwanzaa. Yep. Happy Hanukkah. Yep. Yep. Welcome to another episode of Cry Cafe. Saturnalia. So, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a solstice party the other day. Uh, <laughs> I'm Paul Wilson. Back here with another episode of Cry Cafe. Just off my center line, but actually directly in front of me on in the massive Cry Cafe studio is my good friend, Dan Williams. Dan, how are you? I am doing well. Busy as ever. I'm in the midst of uh, quitting smoking um, and uh, exercising daily and uh, just trying to get a little control over my life, you know? So um, things are... Things are going well. <laughs> and since you're probably but, trapped uh, indoors with uh, like 15 feet of snow, right? It, it helps to, uh, you know, my wife and I, we don't smoke in the house. So uh, it, it helps when it's cold outside because uh, we don't want to go out and smoke anymore. So that's that's uh, good. But yeah, things things are going well. And I am uh, uh, attempting to incrementally improve my life. So. <laughs> that is excellent. That's a, that, that's a <laughs> strategic use of your environment right there. Right. You know, or tactical, <laughs> maybe. But, uh, and yeah, I find myself, for, for anyone who's been following anything that we've been posting. Okay, so first off. Full disclosure, everybody. So, yeah, it's been a while. September since we had a, an episode. Yeah. Uh, I was on the road. Dan's been working. It's been the holidays. I'm still on the road. I'm right now in lovely Santa Fe, New Mexico, the land of enchantment. And uh, uh, because we wanted to experience some, some winter, uh, we're in Austin, you know, because in Austin we have, you know, nine months of summer, two weeks of winter, and then spring. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and then ironically enough, I don't know if you saw me, me post Dan, but the same day it snowed here, it actually snowed in Austin. No uh, kidding. No kidding. So five years of nothing in Austin, wow. we leave to see the snow and then it snows. I don't know what that's saying. Wow. Maybe, maybe it's a sign. Uh, but, uh, anyway, I'm up here in, in Santa Fe and as is per my want, uh, I continued training. I brought my gi and I've uh, visited some old friends and, uh, tried to make some new ones and I've made some new ones. Uh, but once again, uh, we we run into to, to some kooky martial issues. <laughs> well, and I also wanted to say to to let everybody know as an intro, um, I apologize for not being on the Facebook group as much. Um, I will say that, uh, and we talked about it a little bit before, that the whole Bitcoin thing that I've been into, it has consumed a large portion of my life. Um, so I've been really distracted with that. I'm going to do my best to put that aside <laughs> now that I can't, I, I don't want to be so obsessed with it. And uh, hopefully I'll get back into the Facebook group and say hi people, hi to people there. It is blowing up. But, uh, I, so I don't know if you noticed, but I posted a thing the other day about Bitcoin because apparently it's some sort of thing. Um, yep. And uh, there's a lot of things going on. So I posted a, a question, a query, if you will, yep. uh, both on my um, martial arts Facebook and on our Facebook group. For Karate Cafe is the internet's first martial arts podcast uh, with Dan Williams. Uh, is, uh, <laughs> is anyone actively using Bitcoin for their yeah. martial pursuits? 
yeah. and a couple people, some of my friends that, you know, asked what? And right. basically it's like, are you using it in any way? Are you using it yeah. to, you know, pay for anything? Are you accepting it as payment? You know, are you, you know, diverting yeah. funds, you know, from your dojo or your, you know, whatever, because, you know, as Dan and I have discussed a few times in the green room here at the massive Karate cafe studio about, you know, with me, it's like, until you can't buy it, until you can buy a taco with it, it's not a thing. Right. So, and so, so you know, just to kind of put it out there because I'm, I'm involved in, in both sides and, uh, Really, I think at this point, um, if if a school wants to accept Bitcoin, it would be um, for novelty and marketing primarily, right? Because when you really think about it, like us in a first world country, um, we've got PayPal, we've got Visa, we've got checks, we've got cat, we've got all kinds of ways that we can transfer dollar value from person to person. Um, where, where it really helps is, is when, I mean, as far as like, um, uh, you know, a martial arts school, the, the real beauty of it is, is that, uh, simply you could, you know, put a QR code on your website or a piece of paper in the dojo and that's your payment address and people could just throw a payment there. But like I say, it's really for novelty more than anything else, because I do know as a, as a Bitcoiner myself. Every once in a while, you do an internet search to say, hey, who's accepting Bitcoin in my area? And if a martial arts school pops up, you might go, you know what? It might be just kind of fun to a fun way to spend my Bitcoin, for example. So so really, it's it's truly just a novel thing at this point. Um, so, and, but if you think about that going forward, as, as much as Bitcoin yeah. is, is, is going up. Um, right. One of the things you could look at it as is if you're you know you're supporting your dojo by basically giving them an investment, right? Because if you give them yeah. Bitcoin and they've got at some point, yep. you know, it's going to raise up. And so while you yep. may be spending, you know, seventy dollars a month in Bitcoin, I guess you know, or right. whatever, yep, the dojo, your school, whatever, may in the future gain a lot more than that. Right? Yeah. If you're just sitting on it. Um, now, at the same time, as the school owner, you have to realize that you're taking on a risk. Right. Because it could go down just as easily as it could go up. And and historically, it's gone up and performed very well. Um, but I would say if if money is really tight, uh, you know, what they, what they say is only invest what you can uh, what you can afford to lose. So um, but, you know, uh, getting a, um, uh, a Bitcoin address is as easy as installing a wallet on your phone. Um, so it's. Where the tough part comes in is when you want to when you want to buy it from your bank account to like uh, a product like Coinbase. But if you're earning it, um, the really I don't know the great thing about earning it is that uh, there's no way to to track the fact that you've earned it, right? It's a lot like cash in that way. Uh, so if you earned a hundred dollars worth of Bitcoin two years ago and it's worth ten thousand dollars today. Um, I mean, it would be, uh, it would be on you to make sure you tell the IRS about that, but, and imagine uh, how so much yeah. of that money you could use to go to say karatecafe.com slash Amazon and yes, yes. buy stuff mm -hmm. uh, to, uh, help support, uh, your, your favorite mm -hmm. podcast. And, and speaking right. of support, uh, totally for, and, and money and everything like that. Uh, you guys got to remember that, um, I posted on, on 
my dojo page and uh, the Facebook group. Uh, Richard Pogue, uh, one of the brain trusts behind uh, Waza Wednesdays on YouTube, uh, is uh, had some health issues. He had a brain tumor. Um, oh boy! And they discovered it right after he finished a weekend training with my close personal friend Ian Abernathy in San Diego. Oh boy! And wow. now he they rushed him to the hospital. He like had seizures anyway. So there's a GoFundMe uh, link on the the Karate Cafe page uh, if you guys want to go and send him a couple three or four bucks. He's you know no health insurance because wow. he's a martial artist and a small business owner. So uh, anything you can do if we could all toss a couple bucks. And uh, you don't have to say it's from Karate Cafe. You can just say it's from you, or you can do it anonymously, however you want. But uh, it, we'll probably post this again with the link, and we'll post it on a link with the page, and yada yada yada. But it's already there. Yeah. So uh, many people, okay. even Abernathy's put it behind him. The guys at Karate uh, Culture have put a link out on there, so it's out and about. You know, give a couple bucks. I think they last time I read it, they had about twenty thousand uh, dollars in the GoFundMe oh, well, that's already, good. Uh, and it's still I mean, going. It's gonna... Yeah, he's he, going to need two hundred thousand, right? Because he's 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 uh, he's still you know I think he's still in critical or an ICU or or whatever. Um, anyway, so so there's that 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 just kind of reminded me of that. Um, so we should do that. But uh, let's get to the topic, shall we? Yes, let's get to it. Okay, uh, the topic today <clears throat> is related to my trip, and it's called "Puddle Protection Prohibits Perpetual Progress." Probably. Because you know, <laughs> I totally dig alliteration, uh, and uh, like right. we were talking about in the, in the green room. So here I am. Now, at, oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say uh, uh, you might want to explain that. And so I, will, which you were just about to do, which I was just about <laughs> to do. Uh, anyway, so uh, I'm here in Santa Fe. Santa Fe is a is the capital of um, New Mexico and the oldest capital in the uh, United States. I did not way. know that. Yeah, yeah. Um, anywho, but it's it's fairly small, and so when I, as is my want, I usually canvas every place that I'm going to go. If I'm gonna, especially if I'm going to be there for a while, and we're going to be here for like three months, or and so I brought Guy and I started uh, talking to people, and I've emailed several people, and some responded back, and some did not. I expect I expected the the did not uh, to uh, be don't come. Uh, but there was there was a school that the last trip here basically told me no thank you don't come, and uh, on this trip I emailed them again because gosh darn it I believe in community, so uh, I've been training here with my good friends uh, Chris and, and Haley Krumbacher at the Santa Fe Ishindu School, and uh, I've been training with uh, Master Richard Meyer who's uh, at uh, Santa Fe Tungsudo or Tungsudo Santa Fe. And really nice people. Uh, and I've been talking with a Kempo guy who's who's here uh, down the road, and I'm going to go train with them tomorrow night, I think, uh, visiting my good Ooh, friend. Oh, that should be fun. Yeah, yeah, I've never been to a Kempo class. So, uh, Is that K-E-M-P-O or N-P-O? N-P-O, Kenpo. And, and Kenpo, okay. Yeah, uh, and I've uh, been training with Joel Nakamura, uh, uh, Kaiju Aikido, and I've uh, just been having a good time with those guys, but I, I, I want to continue meeting people yeah so heck yeah uh, uh but i didn't hear back from uh, a school and uh, there's a couple schools in town that are japanese uh schools that advertise that they do kabuto okinawan kabuto so i want to go in and see these guys and see what's going on and as, as i found out and i didn't put together robert trias 
who's kind of a name in, in karate for, for good or ill, depending on who you talk to, uh, is the guy who kind of established karate and kabuto in this area. And so, and these people have all trained there. Um, and what's, what's kabuto again? Weapons, weaponry. Weapons. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I keep forgetting this year, you know, Kung Fuster. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but anywho, uh, so I just popped into the school and, uh, one of the schools and I did not get a, uh, overly loving, you know, uh, ah, so they didn't welcome you with open arms. They didn't, and then, uh, I popped in again just to observe a class, an adult class. And, um, I observed the class and, and, uh, when I left, I was, I did not get the, Hey, come back and train with us, uh, vibe. Uh, but I knew they were having a test cause I heard her talking. She, uh, the, the instructor came and said, Oh, well, we're, you know, people were working on stuff for the test. We have a test in a couple of weeks. So I was like, okay. And so I emailed the instructor and said, Hey, in a couple of weeks after your test, is, I know you have this test coming up and, right. but I'd like to come back and train. And they essentially said, no, unless you're going to join, uh, no, thank you. And I, I, I kind of pose this to some of the people I'm training here with in town. And some of them know that the instructors and some of them don't. And uh, yeah. there, there's another instructor in town that has not emailed me back yet. But uh, I mean, it, it's a small town, so people know each other, right? Yeah, and, yeah. Although ironically, strangely enough, there's there's been times where like, I mean, people – Everybody in this town seems to know each other, but they don't know each other. They've never heard of them. But like their school has been there for 20 or 30 years, but nobody knows who they are. Well, that doesn't, I mean, I, I, it, it, oh, go ahead, finish. Sorry. So, yeah. So, but I, you know, I, I brought this up with some people going like, I don't, and, you know, I had some people shake heads and I've had some people go like, well, yeah, you know, that's the way they are. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, uh, I've had, uh, it kind of ran the gamut because, uh, all the people, and then this is kind of where I've come down at, and um, and, and and talking with these people is the the people who have not emailed me back are pretty much people who um, are doing this for a living, and the okay. and the people who have been very open and cool with are people who do it on the side. They Interesting. Su they sublet ah. or they they have their space, but it's not their main gig. Um, ah. So. You know what the difference there is, right? Well, yeah, <clears throat> yeah. So um, uh, and and so that's what kind of is like they're, they're they're in their puddle, right? They're they're protecting their puddle. That's right. So they're, they're desperately protecting their puddle because their puddle pays their pays their their mortgage. Right. So I, I will sum this up by discovering that I have learned a few things. Uh, one, I'm going to stop emailing schools from my dojo account. I'm going to email Good them idea. my my normal Gmail account <laughs> because I know, and this is the same thing happened to me when there's I moved, going to be a bias right off the bat. When I yeah, when I moved to Austin, uh, same thing happened. There were some schools on either end of my street. I emailed them and said, "Hey, I want to come work out." Blah 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 blah. Yeah, and I never heard back from them, and I, it's because that's their it's not their main gig, but it's a it's a financial gig for them. Um, yeah. Anyway, uh, so uh, that's a couple of things I'm learning, but. <clears throat> But the the flip side of this, I guess, on top of the, you know, it's not very, it's very exclusive. It's not a very, you know, building the martial art community sort of thing. But for me, like I, I walk in here and I kind of go, okay, well, I'm in an Okinawan system. And this just may be ego on my part. I don't know. This is I'm in an Okinawan system. You teach a Japanese art. You teach an Okinawan component of that art. 
and they're and and the people that that have not either spurned me or have not even, are all fairly high level in their in their systems. Uh, this gets back to the puddle. Just just so you know, <clears throat> is <laughs> that my one of my phrases that I've probably stolen from somewhere is that you know if 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 a puddle of water is not refreshed every now and again, it gets stagnant. And so I mean. Arguably, in my head, I'm going like, okay, well, here's somebody who's visiting my school and wants to train with me and does this thing that I teach. And yep. they do it, for lack of a better term, more directly. And, yep. you know, it like, might be kind of a cool idea just to see what they do, you know, and, and see how they do oh, it. Oh, yeah. So uh, last night, so, I went to the uh, Tongsudo school and we did, you know, bow, we did weapons. And he's told, he says, we hold it this way. And so I did it their way. And I was just, of course, you know, I'm weighing it like, you know, how relative to what I do. Right. You know, what, what's it? Because You're evaluating I'm, it from your perspective. Right. Because I'm going to learn. I'm either going to learn that I'm better or I'm going to learn that I'm worse or I'm going to learn something new. <laughs> right. I'm not going to lose anything. I don't think. But, yeah. uh, and I, I think so, but as a martial artist, I think it's important that our puddle gets refreshed, especially if we're in a puddle. Like, you know, I mean, we don't have a senior people we you know that that sort of thing um and, and so it just it, it it confuses me i guess yeah i so i i do think it's a, it's really interesting that the 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 people that essentially do it for for a living and are dependent upon the income from their schools are the ones that are often the most guilty for being a silo right not being exclusive um, and, um, to me, it's, it's one of those things where it, it, it seems like a lack of confidence in the value that they provide their students. Um, and the reason I say it that weird way is because the, the value that a, a martial artist or a school or whatever provides their student that it and we've talked about this many times before it has a huge range to it right everything from a community to a life coach to self-defense to a dozen other things who knows what um and it's it, it it frustrates me when someone doesn't have the confidence in what they provide that they feel like they don't want other martial artists to to see it or judge it or to look at it because in all honesty um you know i would hope that if i'm ever uh, you know there there are there are martial arts that we pick on but um, if, if I'm ever running a, a, a Tai Chi school and an MMA guy comes and says, hey, I want to, you know, I'm, I'm curious about your school, but I would be like, hell yeah, come on in, you know, let's, let's do this. And if, if you don't feel like it's, you know, street lethal um, uh, 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 Tai Chi, then you know what? One, that's your opinion to uh, maybe that's not what I'm going for. Uh, so I just, I, I hate to see this, this feeling like somebody or some school can't be a part of the bigger community. Um, and, and also in all honesty, if, 
if you don't have that confidence about what you're teaching and you don't have that confidence about the value that you're providing your students, then and I, I, I would be worried about maybe you don't, <laughs> and maybe you need to take a look at that. I don't know. It's not good. Yeah, I, it's it's uh, that's kind of what I got to with what because I of course I, you know, I was shaking my head for a day or so, and then I posted it on Facebook just to kind of vent, and you know, then that's what led to this. Was I mean, it, yeah. it's, it's the confidence of, you know. Because when I was at the school, the the instructor was like, "Oh well, you know they're doing it slow," and I'm like, "Okay, that's fine." I mean, I, because I mean, arguably, I I don't have that much of a context, but I mean, it's it, you know it's Shotokan, so is. Uh, but you know that too. You know that going in that you don't you don't have a context. I mean, you know that, and they should know that. And if they're coming in, or if you're coming in there just to be critical, um, then then guess what? They'll know that too. Uh, I, I mean, if I, I don't know, I, I can feel confident that if, if somebody comes in, if I had a school and somebody came into my school and said, well, you know, my, my style can beat your style, um, um, <laughs> rather than, oh my God, they're right. I'm a sham. I should close my doors right now. Sure. Uh, yeah, I mean, so yeah. I don't know. And then the the you know the the funny part was when they emailed me back and essentially said you know you can't come back or we'd rather not have you back. Uh, they they said like well unless you're willing to you know become a a student and and join the school, then then no and and that I stood on that for a day or two and I was like well how would that be any better? Uh, you know because if right. if that because they get your money. Well, well, I mean, if if it's like if it's the mat, if it's a money thing, I'm okay to pay a mat fee, um, but uh, right. But I'm guessing if you sign up as a student, it's probably a six to, six month to one year contract. Well, yeah, there, there's et all cetera, that, et cetera, et cetera. But I'm not even talking about the financial part. I'm I'm talking about, and and this is not, this is you know this is based on the presumption that they're worried, and I don't know why anybody's worried about me. <laughs> Anyone who's seen me right. knows knows I'm nothing to be worried about. Uh, You're a teddy bear, but well, you know, I'm just a goofy freaking dude. And everyone <laughs> who saw the video of me doing Aikido the other day can tell that I, I mean, <laughs> you know, uh, the. Uh, but I mean, if there's a concern over, you know, like, you know, uh, how they do karate, because in my opinion, some of their senior students, when I was watching them, there wasn't a lot of focus. There wasn't a lot of, you know, snap. It was. The footwork was was okay. So some of the students there were really, you know, working hard uh, and, and trying, you know. But but some of the senior ones, I was like, eh, you know, and, phoning it in a little bit, yeah, a little bit. And and so that's one of the reasons why I think she came around yeah. and uh, said like, oh well, the students, you know, they were working for a test, and so they're just working on stuff. And I'm like, oh, totally great. That's the context. Wonderful. Um, right. I mean, heck, if 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 some of your senior students phoning it in is the, is the worst problem in your school. You're doing pretty good. Yeah, I mean, I phone it in constantly. Set up, bump. But, uh, but I was, you know, it's like if I was really doing this, the, the, and trying to learn and doing things like, if you're worried about how somebody might look relative to your school or yourself, then inviting someone to become a student isn't going to be any better because if they really truly are better looking as a beginner. <laughs> the, then, 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 kind of that, like that, that doesn't help you because then 
the other students are going to look yeah. at you like, hey, uh, this, see, the, the, this person is like better than, you know, the instructors or better than our senior students. And yeah, he's a beginner. you, you got to know the only reason they did that was just to get rid of you. Um, they yeah. knew you were never going to sign up as a student right. and it was a good excuse. Well, that's, that's their, you know, that's, so part of me was thinking about emailing, emailing them back and going, okay, sure. What's, how much is the, you know, can I just do month to month? Right. And then can I get a one week free trial? Yeah. And, 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 <laughs> and then, you know, let, let's do this. Uh, yeah. but, and I, but you, I mean, you can't, it's talking martial arts is pretty much just like talking on Facebook or talking about martial arts on Facebook. You're not going to change anybody's mind. Everyone's Kool-Aid is the best. Right. right. <clears throat> but but for although me, I, I got to say, I mean, there there could be a different approach too, though. I mean, because because one approach is, hey, I'm I'm a podcaster. And one of the things that I really that, that I really like to focus on is creating community. And, you know, I know several martial artists in the area and and I I think it it might be nice if I don't know we all have lunch or something like that and just try and get the person who wants to exclude everyone to maybe feel a little bit safer about being okay about including some people. Um, yeah. Well, I because mean, I, did, I, I do. I generally mention that kind of thing that like you know oh you know I have a podcast yeah. and you know I like to visit other dojos and you know check out different systems and blah, 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 blah. But, uh, that, uh, I mean that, that, you know, it's, it's instantly people probably think you're dojo busting and you're from Bushido or something like that. Right. And you're going to just immediately be critical of everything they do, which again, if you have confidence in what you're doing, doesn't really matter that much, but right. I mean, uh, and, it's, and... it's a shame that people have that knee jerk reaction. Yeah. And I mean, it's going to go both ways. Right. I mean, like, I'm sure that if, you know, I walked in there and they said, "Hey, let's do Kabuto," and I did the Kabuto. They would go like, "Ah, well, that's uh, right. You they, suck, dude." Yeah, and uh, <laughs> and then I mean, then the, the argument was like, "Well, sure, yeah, I suck." You know, this is, but you know, I train with a guy from that comes from Okinawa every year. When was the last time you trained in Kabuto? You know, other than what you're doing. So I mean, you're not right. refreshing your puddle, and that's 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 my deal. Because when like when I go in there, like when I visited the school, and um. I looked at, uh, they've got, they had really nice, I mean, it's a very nice dojo. It's very big. They got a big floor. And yeah. how was, many students? Uh, that night there were, I want to say like eight or 10. Um, okay. That's pretty but, good. Uh, yeah. And, um, but uh, the instructor like used little orange cones to like section off the floor. It's like, okay, you guys are working on this bit. And then you guys are working on this bit. And then you guys are working on this bit. And, you know, they were using that to kind of, A, get separation. There's some people doing weapons over here. There's some people doing kata over here. There were some people doing like basics and stuff over here. There was an assistant instructor working with these people. And I was like, oh, that's a good way to segment out the the, the class. You know, Man. like it's you're just. You, See, you, and this is what makes me crazy because it, it was totally a missed opportunity because the other, the other way that could have gone was the instructor could have said, hey, we have Paul Wilson here. He's. Um, an instructor in, you know, a similar style that's, you know, this, that, and the other thing. And today our class is going to, you know, we're going to look at the differences and the similarities and we're going to talk about why we do the things we do. And I mean, that to me is an opportunity to exactly what you were saying, freshen, freshen up the water in the puddle for not just you, 
but for your students and for everybody to know, hey, there's more than one way to look at things. And, and maybe the reason that students start phoning things in is because they get bored. And maybe it's an opportunity instead of a threat. Well, yeah, and then that's the way I look at it. <laughs> I, you know, I mean, when we have when I have people right? come, to, come to my dojo, I mean, generally I'm like, you know, we we'll do our basics and stuff like that. But I'll be like, you know, how do you do, you know, blah? Especially like if there's a question, like if they if they ask me, you know, like, well, oh, what's the idea behind this? And I'll say, you know, blah 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 blah. How do you guys do it? Right. You know, and if it's if it's yes. sexy, I mean, if it's good, I'm like, well, let's do that. Or if it if it directly influences, let's give it a shot. Yeah, I mean, like if so, if it's if it's like a, if it's a kung fu guy, let's say, and yeah. you know any any flavor of kung fu, and if they were to show up to my judge and say, you know, we do this this way, right. and I'd be like, oh, okay, that's cool. So, and then you know, if if okay, let's run with that, you know, let's do that, and then yeah. you know, but then then as, as for my my school, then part of my students is not to go like that's crap. Is to go like see <laughs> that's that concept that we do, you know we do right. this you know and so and then depending on where it is so like if it's you know more uh, you know like if there's a bunch of like let's say white crank you know and so there's some you know yeah. white, white white crank kung fu and they come in there and it's like okay so you see the way they do their hands we do our hands that way too but we do it this way for this reason you know and that that's just like okay so there's another little piece of whatever to mm-hmm. to do it so and you know. And, and here's the thing that, that you're teaching your students by doing that is that um, they now know that there is always a learning opportunity for everything. You know, we were talking in the green room, we were talking about John Wick, too. And um, when I watch fight scenes in movies and TV shows and when I watch MMA or whatever it is I'm watching, I'm not going to say, oh, oh, gee, that's not Wing Chun, so it's totally me. Um, it's learning opportunity to go, oh, that's interesting. I wonder how it relates to how we practice. Right. And there, that is how you teach inclusivity as opposed to exclusivity. Right. There was uh, and, and, and sort of that same thing. There's a martial arts Facebook group that I'm a member of, and uh, they – posted like a clip from I think the first Sherlock Holmes movie and okay. and, and there and so that was their, their thing was they said like the guys were saying like oh look at this fight scene look I see this from this kata and I see that from this kata and I see that you know how do oh you that's think, really interesting how do you think they came up with this and you know da, 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 da. and then my comment was like I see the you know 10 years of Wing Chun that he apparently studied that's I was gonna say that's all <laughs> Wing Chun man <laughs> And, uh, and, and and so and that kind of like people are like what, and because I, I'm I'm presuming no one no one spoke to it, but I'm presuming they didn't realize that he studied Wing Chun, and Wing Chun has a lot of parallels with our system because they're in a they're in a, a similar system, and uh, so it's like that. There's like well, I see the Wing Chun, and yes, I see all right. the, all all the connections, but it's like the the relative is like what is this relative to us? What is this relative to us? And 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 that's see. and that's and that's what you want to do. So. So yes, you know, absolutely. Like in my head, it would be good as an instructor to go like, "Oh, look, see, look, we do the same thing." Which is also the reason, you know, when I do my my seminars, they're open because I want everyone to see, yeah, that we all do more or less the same stuff. When I was in the Aikido class the other night, I posted it on Facebook. We did uh, a segment, and Nakamura Sensei did. Uh, they was doing a throw, 
And then that throw, I said, wow, that looks an awful lot like the way you, for people who do karate, you know, for Pinan Sandan or Heian Sandan or mm-hmm. uh, Pyong, whatever it is in Korean. Uh, anyway, so there, there's an end sequence where you do some blocks kind of with your elbow, kind of like, you know, okay. Lop Sao or whatever. <laughs> and then uh, <laughs> right. and then you do like a, 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 a spin around thing with a throw or whatever and... And so they did, he, you know, blocked the block and then spun around and did a thing and did the throw. And I was like, wow, that looks just like Pinon Sanda. So we started talking about that. And then when I went to the Tang Sudo school last night, uh, the instructor there also trains with Nakamura Sensei. And I told him that because we had just gone over the kata, the, his kata, when I visited him last week, uh, Mr. Meyer was there by himself. There were no students. So we just walked through all their kata. And so, you know, oh. we, and because Tang Sudo, you know, came from Shotokan, which came from uh, Okinawan art. <clears throat> you know, he was, he kind of said like, oh, well, the, you know, like he didn't, he didn't look to see my versions, but he just asked, he goes, is that kind of like yours? I was like, yeah, you know, we do a little bit of this, but we just walked through his kata and there was a lot, there was a lot more parallels to with the way he was doing it than the way I was yeah. supposing he was going to do it. So that was a nice inter- uh, learning thing for me of just watching the way he does it and go like, okay. And and there's the context of doing of of coming with it. Right. Uh so I was talking to uh Chris, the Ishinduru instructor here, and we went and had lunch the other day. And he had, we were talking about whatever, and I was telling him the story of the of the, the rebuffment, let's let's call it. And ah, the uh, rebuffment, and, right. And he actually said, like, you know, what's your end goal with all this? And I was like, what do you expect to achieve from doing this? And I was like, right. are you just fucking with people? Oops, excuse my language. Yeah, oh, now we got to mark this as explicit. Good job. Uh, uh, what are you going to do? Yeah, uh, they said, um, I, yeah, I said, well, you know, from, from a, you know, from a personal standpoint, he's like, I just like meeting people and I like talking to people and I like, you know, doing martial stuff. Yeah, uh, you know, uh, from from a from an yeah. instructor point of view, I like to learn different ways of teaching stuff, and you know, and you know, from a uh, you know, I guess maybe just a, a basic personal point of view is like, in, yes, I you know, th- maybe there there is an undercurrent of I wanted these people to know, go like, okay, yes, you train in this system, and that system came from this system, and this system came from this system, and so what you're doing, you know, it has a direct line back. So, you know, what, you know, go, yep. go research something. Because when I was talking with Mr. Meyer, one of the things he was talking about was, uh, I guess he initially started training in San Diego and his instructor at that time was very, uh, exclusive and very, you know, there's, there's no other world but our world. And, you know, gave him the, the whole story about, you know, it's, you know, a 5,000 year old art of, you know, blah, 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 blah. And, uh, you know, there's, Another school, a Tangsudo school here in town that I looked up, and and in their bio, their thing about the thing, the the school, you know, about our style, it says some like like some have noticed that uh, Tangsudo uh, has techniques that look very similar to Funakoshi Shotokan, <laughs> which is like, well, that's because it is. But uh, and, <laughs> right. and I was talking to a Tangsudo instructor back in Austin, and and he was like, yeah, you know, they told us that, you know, I was like, oh no, it's a thing. He says, but it's not, and I know it's not, and I tell my students it's not, and I'm like, oh great, you know, that's 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 the so getting getting through the the layer of of bullshito, you know, of yep. uh, you know, building the the myth and the legend, uh, 
I think is important, you know, because it, we all we need to be honest. And as an instructor, you need to be honest with your students. And there's no reason not to. I think that's that's the thing that that frustrates me is because it's like I don't know that it. I I feel like um, we we don't need to live in this world anymore where where you create these mythologies around your style in martial art. Um, it, it, everything is on Wikipedia. You can Google just about anything, um, and it's just it's just not necessary. And I don't I don't know. I mean, maybe maybe there's there's more stupid people in the world than I think, but um to 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 grant your founder mystical powers and to to say that um y- you know you are your style has clear clear and direct lineage back to the 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 martial gods um it just it seems so unnecessary to me uh to 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 portray stuff in that way and to say yes, this this style comes from that style, which is a mishmash of this style, and that other style. Uh, who cares? Um, if if I don't know, I don't know why that would be important to people. And I think if somebody's if somebody's looking at your school, like let's let's just say you're one of these people that that pays their mortgage with your uh, you know with with your 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 student fees. Um, if if someone is is turned off by the fact that uh you know they they want to learn the original from from the original guy uh then i i think maybe in your in your pitch that's something you need to do to address up front and and be real clear about and say look these these are the reasons why i study this style and these are the reasons why i don't care that it's it's not the original um, or, or whatever, or, or you might hear that it's not, but it is, uh, I mean, whatever that story is, it's like, you don't, you just don't have to make stuff up. You don't have to pretend. And that's what people, I think, mostly get upset about like the Bullshito guys is that when, when you're just simply not honest about the stuff and telling lies that you don't need to tell, but I don't know, that's, that's me. It's, it's just like, it, it's so unnecessary. Yeah, I, well, I mean, um, it, it, it's perpetuated, right? It's, it, it, yeah, and it's some you know I've said it before. You know, there's sometimes that you know, especially like for, you know, for our water here in karate, and like you know when when they back and people you know say like, oh well, it's this, and it's like well, it's clearly not that. You know, it's not. <laughs> it's just you, you've been told that, and your instructor told you that. I, I made the. Uh, uh, the reference in, in the seminar one time about, you know, there was like an apprentice and a, and a, and a workman and the apprentice was, was um, uh, trying to drive in a nail or in, and like he didn't have a, a hammer. He couldn't find a hammer. He couldn't find a hammer. And so he turned to the, the, the worker, the craftsman and said, Hey, I can't get this uh, nail in. And the craftsman was turning a, a bolt and it handed him and just reached over with the, with the hammer or with the uh, wrench and like hammered in the nail. He goes, yeah, that'll work. And then he goes, Oh, that's a pretty cool trick. And then <laughs> when he became a master, he did the same thing. And then, and then pretty soon the wrench became a hammer. 
because right. you know that got perpetuated and maybe you know one guy only learned up to that part and then walked away didn't learn what a hammer was for and I, yeah and then and so it gets perpetuated 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 but like now especially like that's a very good point that you made earlier was that you know it's very easy to uh to google something now and yes and get you know six different stories behind something yep and and, and to hold on to as an instructor I think it's it's important and for senior martial artists to you know be honest and go like okay this is the this is this is what my sensei says this is what you know the rest of the world is saying and there's like 16 different right. stories kind of put them all together and make an average and that's probably what happened you know or that's probably where it came yeah. from but you know the you know context is everything as as, as we always say so understanding the context of what you're doing relative to your system is important Understanding the context of what you're doing, as opposed to the origin of you know whatever you're doing, is important, mm -hmm. uh, and, and it doesn't detract from what you do. You know, so you know, absolutely not. Like, like all the guys, you know, I've I've seen it many many times, and I know our good friend David is gonna send me a nasty gram when I say this, but you know, I've read so many bios of Krav Maga instructors who were you know fifth, sixth, seventh in Taekwondo, and they switched over to Krav Maga. Mm -hmm. Now. Mm -hmm. Happens all the time. Happens all the time. And, and you know, like, so my argument is, is, or people, or they switch over to jujitsu because, and I think it was, it was a, you know, a come to Buddha moment, come to Buddha Harma yep. moment of, yep. uh, like, oh, it didn't work for me, or, you know, it just, they, they know, become disillusioned. They become disillusioned. And yeah. I've been kicked by Taekwondo guys, and it's bad news. <laughs> it is bad news. So I have so, too, and it, and it hurts. There's no need to disregard all this other stuff because you've got new information. You know, right. you can you can add it, you can subtract, it. and with us, it's it's skill set stuff. So, you know, uh, having someone visit your school and do something completely different than what you do, you know, and, and I mean, I I had a jujitsu guy, a friend of mine, come to school, and we rolled, and he lit me up. You know, I mean, I was just it was I watched his yeah. face. He was bored. <laughs> he was like, okay, I'm just gonna wait to choke you out in a minute. You know, kind of thing. Yeah. And, yeah. and I, I didn't, my students watched it, you know, and they sat and watched me, right. this guy owned me. And because, you know, we were, we were doing jujitsu and I don't do jujitsu and, you know, so. And, it, you know, I, I think that, that, that example that you just said is that you should probably always prepare your students for disillusionment because I don't care what you do at some point even a, even a jiu-jitsu guy you know 10 years into his craft um uh deadly and lethal he is going to come to the realization that he's never been in a street fight he 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 lives in an upper middle class neighborhood and the last 10 years of his life was wasted <laughs> and if if you're not teaching your students that hey you know here are here are the other aspects of what you're learning other than just beating someone up um then they're going to hit that disillusionment point so i don't care what art you do or what style if if you're not honest and 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 straight with your students about what you're teaching and what they're learning um, they're going to, they are going to get to a point where they're going to say, you know, gee, this Taekwondo stuff doesn't seem to work when I went to the Krav Maga class. I better just 
dump the whole thing and pick up Krav Maga. And and honestly, that's that is not the right answer. I mean, right. that is that's 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 tragic in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, you should at, at a minimum go. Oh, okay. Well, this is pretty cool. I should add this to my toolbox. You know, yes. Or something. You know. I mean, it's and of course, and that's how we always we end up with a whole new system, right? Uh, right. But yeah, I guess just honesty and, and being open and you know, yep. uh, yeah, you know, like I say, I'm going to go to this Kempo place tomorrow, and I've never been to a Kempo class. And yep. I'm sure these guys are going to, you know, be, I, we'll be doing Kempo. You know, when I was doing yep. Aikido the other day, I was like, you know, I, I looked, when I looked at the video that Nakamura sent was like, oh, God, I look bad. And I mean, I look uh, bad doing karate, and that's, and I, but I'm used to that. So this is a, a new right. level of like, wow, that, I really look stupid. Um, but I was learning. I was doing spinning kicks last night with the Tangsudo, and I don't do spin kicks, you know. And so, yeah. and he was watching me. And I was sucking, and all the other students were watching me, and I was sucking. <laughs> but but you know what? By it's it's funny because um, by by going to these schools and and not doing not not quote unquote performing well and and all that stuff. And when when you post on Facebook and when you talk about it on on, on a podcast, um, I, I I asked myself the question. Well, what are you teaching your students? You know, and I think that by doing those things and by being humble and by being open and you are teaching your students much more valuable lessons than most instructors teach their students by not doing it. Uh, yeah. And I guess that's all I got to say, because that's that's a way more important lesson than we are the best. Oh, and by the way, uh, uh, don't ever talk to anyone else in the martial arts. <laughs> maybe, that, maybe that should be the, uh, the, the, the topic. <laughs> it's just like, we're the best. Don't talk to anybody else. We're the, we're the best. Make sure you don't ever listen to any other podcasts. Yes. And that, and that is totally true. <laughs> I know there are, there are, there are many other fantastic podcasts out there. Uh, okay. Well, I think we probably pretty much talked this into the ground. So yeah, everybody remember there's still time to, um, Buy stuff at karatecafe.com using the Amazon link uh, for your loved ones. Uh, there are, um, and again, remember Richard Pogue, and uh, you know if you can help him out, that would be fantastical. Uh, yeah. And appreciate it. Uh, we're going to try and get back you know, after the holidays. You know, we've, we've been trying to link up, and I, we've got a time zone thing going on, so we're trying to get it on. But I appreciate it. We've got a whole bunch of people that have uh, joined the, the Facebook group and a bunch that I've got to approve. So um, I'll yeah. try and do that before this show comes out. That way they'll have something to listen to. But uh, good, you know, momentum still on that, and uh, we really appreciate that. So, Dan, as always, a pleasure talking to you. And a pleasure talking to you, as always, and talking at our audience. <laughs> and uh, questions, comments, concerns, send it to crycafe at gmail.com or ping us on the Facebook or the Twitter. Uh, yes. And other than that, if we don't talk to you before the holidays, which very probably we won't, have a happy holiday, a happy new year, and we will talk to you all again very soon. Thanks for listening to another episode of Karate Cafe. You can join the conversation by emailing us at karatecafe at gmail.com. Call our comment line at 469-844-5791 or log into the forum at karatecafe.com. Remember, you can support the show by visiting our sponsor, piranagear.com, or shopping at Amazon through our link. 
karatecafe.com slash Amazon or donate at karatecafe.com. I'm Steve Henderson, proud supporter and voice talent for Karate Cafe. If you or someone you know needs an effective voice for a film, television, radio, or new media web project, contact me at stevehendersonvoiceovers at gmail.com or call me at 404-314-8400. Once again, thanks for listening to Karate Cafe. Thank you.